Welcome back to Purple Politics Nevada. I'm your host, Lucia Starbuck. The name reflects the fact that the state isn't red or blue, it's both. For season two, I'm going to follow Nevada politics in the 2024 election. To help put it all into context, I'm with Domenico Montanaro, NPR's senior political editor and correspondent. Thanks so much for joining me. Hey, thanks for having me. Let's get started. Uh, What role do you think Nevada will play in the 2024 election? I mean, it's a super pivotal role because it's a pivotal state. It's been close for every election cycle I can remember since 2000. Just a couple points really separated President Biden and then President Trump in the last election. As divided as the country is and as few votes as really decided, you know, every electoral vote counts. And it's also an early primary state. It seems that states are always jockeying to be first in the nation. Nevada is third and it has been for a while. Why is it so important for states to be early? They get a lot of media attention and that brings in a lot of money. And that's one reason why uh, the former majority leader, Harry Reid, pushed for that to be able to get some geographic diversity at the top of when the primaries are happening, but also to draw some attention to Nevada to get television ads, campaign visits, uh, and to draw attention to the issues that matter to Nevadans. We're only four months away from Nevada's primary in February, but only a handful of Republican presidential hopefuls have visited us so far. Are we being written off? There is a definite uh, bias, it seems, on the part of a lot of candidates um, where they don't spend as much time in Nevada. There are fewer delegates and fewer media to really give them the kind of attention that they would need to be able to be propelled into a matchup, let's say, if you're a Republican and you want some momentum to be able to be the principal alternative to former President Trump, you know, you need to win in some of those early places. What issues do you think are going to be on the minds of voters and what issues do you think politicians are going to be talking about? I mean, I think it's interesting that clearly Democrats have been able to use the Dobbs decision and abortion rights as a key motivator for their base. And they've been doing that and they continue to do that. For the Republicans, they're really focused on crime. You know, the economy obviously is the big thing, but it's kind of hard to run ads on the economy if you're a Democrat because your president is the one who's in charge. And You know, there's a real mixed view of what the economy is. I think the economy sort of lends itself to how people are feeling and whether or not they are satisfied with the direction of the country. I think that that is going to be an overarching theme of the election, certainly, because that's the main thing people care about. Can they put food on the table? Can they afford stuff that they want? Can they, you know, send their kids to school? There are other issues, obviously, that are very important to people, guns in either direction, climate change. When it comes to young people or young voters, particularly Gen Z, are feeling that democracy does not go far enough. They feel that they don't have a voice on issues like rising prices, climate change. What does it mean if young people are feeling this way? Young people are always the most difficult for a campaign to motivate to go out to vote. The thinking has always been that as you gain responsibility, houses, kids, you become more engaged in politics. I'm not sure that's 100 percent true because I've seen a lot of engagement with uh, younger voters, but they feel a definite dissonance with the current political system. And, you know, a lot of things we hear from them, the older generation just doesn't get them and doesn't get their issues. And that comes up in Congress quite a bit. They had a very difficult time and have had a very difficult time sort of navigating discussions around tech. Do you think democracy is at risk of dying in the United States? (laughs) For a small question, right? You know, I think it's very difficult 
to pin down where the country is. I think that there are some warning signs when you look at the decline in trust in lots of institutions, the media included, the courts, law enforcement, federal law enforcement. I think that that can lend to the idea that democracy is in danger. I do think that the country has gone through different periods of political shifts. I think we're undergoing a political shift currently. White working class voters used to be a key pillar of the Democratic base. They're now shifted more culturally to Republicans. College educated voters, you know, in the days of Nelson Rockefeller were very staunch Republicans. Now that's flipped. I think that there are still these fights that are happening in the suburbs for voters who can go either direction, maybe nonpartisan voters. I do think we're going to see something of a reset in 2028 because even if it's Trump and Biden running, neither of them will be qualified to be president again in 2028. And you're going to have a huge open field uh, on both sides. Uh, that's going to be really interesting to see who picks up the mantle of what and how they define what it means to be American, because I do think that that is a huge question that a lot of people are trying to figure out. Oh my gosh, I can't wait for 2028 then. <laughs> <laughs> that was NPR's senior political editor and correspondent, Domenico Montanaro. Thanks so much for speaking with me. Thanks again. Happy to be here. I'm Lucia Starbuck, and you're listening to Purple Politics Nevada. Mm-hmm.